off and the clock has started. Here we go. Welcome to October, and to 20 minutes you'll never get back. If I may interrupt here Amy, Doug has asked me to extend a happy birthday to anyone who celebrates a birthday in October. So happy birthday to all you Librans. <laughs> Thank you Graham and Amy. Hey, welcome to episode 127 of 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. I am Doug Prezak. At least that's what it says in my birth certificate. Before we get going, I have a few things on my mind, and it's not going to get pretty, all right? For openers, let me be perfectly clear. Hey, you 14-year-olds out there, Taylor Swift did not put Travis Kelsey on the map. He's been on the map ever since he started playing football. And just because you watched a football game and saw shot after shot of said Miss Swift jumping up and down in a luxury suite in Kansas City does not mean that Travis Kelsey owes anything to her. <sighs> All right, and my second thing. It's October the 6th. Why in the living hell am I seeing Christmas trees all lit up in stores? Now, I may be showing my age here, and we'll have more on that in a minute. <laughs> but in my day... The month of October was Halloween decorations everywhere, all leading up to a night of trick-or-treating. The next day was, you know, November, and all the decorations had turned into pilgrims and turkey and cornucopias full of fall crap. Then, at the end of November, we all went into tryptophan comas, and when we came out of those comas, it was December, and the Christmas decorations were up. Yeah, there were Christmas displays in stores and kids and parents and shopping center parking lots waiting for Santa Claus to show up and riding on a fire truck. I remember one Christmas where he arrived in a helicopter. <laughs> that was awesome. So yeah, Christmas belongs in December, not September. So stop it, everybody. <laughs> All right, I'm stepping off my soapbox. Before I get uh, much further into these 20 minutes, it's time to acknowledge some uh, new towns who joined our little club last week. Uh, Mableton, Georgia, Puebla City in Mexico, Luz, I guess it's Luz, L-E-W-S, in Delaware, and Thatcham, England. So if you're listening this week, welcome back. And if you're not, well, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, it's time to uh, get to it for this episode. Now, for those of you who follow this podcast on that uh, Instagram thing, you saw a cupcake with a birthday candle on it and the words October 4th. Well, that's because the 4th, just a couple of days ago, I completed another trip around the sun. Yeah, it was my birthday. Now, I don't want to say just how many of those trips I've made around the sun, but let's just say, when I was a kid, television was in black and white, I had to use a rotary telephone, and my roller skates had a key. Oh, and if you're wondering why the hell my skates needed a key, well, Google it. Oh, yeah, we didn't have Google. We had the encyclopedia. Now, if you're wondering what an encyclopedia is or how to spell it, then you can ask Jiminy. You probably don't know who Jiminy is either. Well, <laughs> take it away, Mr. Cricket. Get the encyclopedia, E-N-C-Y-C-L-O-P-E-D-I-A. Encyclopedia. If you want to know the answers, here is the way. Just look inside this book and you will see everything from A clear down through Z. In the Encyclopedia. E-N-C-Y-C-L-O-P-E-D-I-A. Ladies and gentlemen, Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> How nostalgic was that for some of you? <laughs> Be honest with me. Just me? Crap. 
So yeah, it was my birthday and I had a, a very lovely day with my executive producer, also known as my wife. It was a subdued day, a nice lunch, went for a nice walk. We are no giant parties or balloons and pinatas and that's kind of what I wanted. But when we got home and I was uh, finishing up my dark and stormy, you can look that up and see what that is too. It got me to thinking. I wonder just how and when did birthday celebrations start? So you know how I spent the rest of my birthday? Yep, I was doing some research so you won't have to do it on your birthday. <coughs> all right, we all know that early civilizations, they didn't have any way to keep track of time other than by using the moon, the sun, or some other important event. This made it really kind of difficult for them to pay attention to the anniversary of somebody's birth. As time went on, everybody realized that uh, they all experienced the effects of aging. They just did not have a way of keeping track of it. So it wasn't until ancient people began taking note of the moon's cycles that they began paying attention to the change in seasons as well. They also noticed that this pattern repeated itself over and over again, and they began marking these changes in time. Well, that set the stage for the first calendars, which marked time and changes and other special days. From this type of tracking system came the ability to celebrate birthdays and other significant events and anniversaries each year. The first mentions of a birthday came from ancient Egypt, where large celebrations were put on for the pharaoh. Now, these celebrations were coronation dates, symbolic of the pharaoh's birth as, quote, a god. The first of these is said to have taken place somewhere around the year 3000 BC. The first recorded instance of this can be found in the Hebrew Bible, which describes such a celebration for the Egyptian pharaoh. When Egyptian pharaohs were crowned in ancient Egypt, they were considered to have transformed into gods. This was a moment in their lives that became more important than even their physical birth. Like many other things, this Egyptian tradition ended up being used by the ancient Greeks. They celebrated their gods as a form of a tribute. The lunar goddess Artemis was no different. To do this, they offered moon-shaped cakes to the lunar goddess. As a way to recreate the moon's radiance and Artemis's beauty, the Greeks added lit candles to make the cakes look as if they were glowing. The candles also signified the sending of prayers. And if you ever tried to find the birthday candles in that junk drawer somewhere in your house, you know the candle tradition <laughs> lives on. Most research points to Rome as the first society to begin celebrating birthdays for non-religious figures. Regular, common man Roman citizens would celebrate the birthdays of their friends and family members. They did this with lavish parties where they would shower the birthday boy with gifts which started the history of birthday presents. Now, unfortunately, it was very much a literal interpretation of the phrase common man. You notice I said birthday boy a bit ago? You see, birthday celebrations were limited to only boys or men. It wasn't until around the 12th century or 1,200 years later that young girls and women could celebrate birthdays. <laughs> By now, birthdays were pretty commonplace for both men and women pretty much all around the world. Many of the common elements of uh, modern birthday parties stem from Germany in the late 18th century. German birthday parties were held for children called a Kinderfest, or kids' events, and very closely resembled the birthday parties as we know them today. A child's birthday would be celebrated with a birthday cake and candles denoting how old they were, with an extra candle to symbolize the year ahead. Blowing out these candles while making a wish 
was a big part of these celebrations. But due to the high cost of ingredients needed to make a sugary sweet cake, the high society, highfalutins, and richie riches were the only ones in a position to celebrate birthdays with cakes. However, the good news is that this changed with the explosion of the Industrial Revolution. At that point, ingredients became within reach and affordable for folks with less money. When conveyor belts made their way into bakeries, it allowed the bakers to offer pre-made cakes at prices that were more reasonable for parents that weren't as well off. This made birthday celebrations with cakes available to the biggest market they've ever had up to that point. All right, my paper says it's time for a break, and so maybe I'll grab another slice of cake. And, you know, if you have any cake in your house, you have some too, okay? <laughs> and when we come back, what is the story with that birthday song? And how do some other countries celebrate birthdays? And speaking of cake, a word from not our sponsor, Pillsbury. Look good? Want some? It's the new Pillsbury Deluxe Chocolate Fudge Cake, made from a new kind of mix. Pillsbury Deluxe Cake Mix, or cakes so rich, so moist, so quickly gone. The special way Pillsbury puts things together makes it easier for shortening and flavoring to spread richly, evenly, all through the cake. A Pillsbury Deluxe Cake keeps its fresh, moist taste longer than any mix cake ever did before. New Pillsbury Deluxe Chocolate Fudge Cake. So rich, so moist, so quickly gone. Get Pillsbury New Deluxe Chocolate Fudge Cake Mix in this new package. Just one of seven deluxe flavors. Nothing says lovin' like something from the oven. And Pillsbury says it's best. Crikey's, how many times was that guy going to say moist? You know, that's one of the most hated words in America. <laughs> Moist. <laughs> Let's get back to some birthdays. And, you know, what about that birthday song? Well, in 1893, there were these two sisters named Patty Hill. You know what? I think it would be way more effective if I had the song running behind this next segment. There, that's way better. In 1893, there were two sisters named Patty Hill and Mildred J. Hill. Both of them were Kentucky school teachers. They wrote a song called Good Morning to All. They wanted a song that was easy for kids to sing and could be sung in class before starting the day. It was published in a book for other school teachers. The melody of Happy Birthday to You comes from that song Good Morning to All. Unfortunately, none of the early appearances of the Happy Birthday to You lyrics included credits or copyright notices. So, the Sumi Company registered a copyright in 1935 and they credited the authors as Preston Ware Orham and Mrs. R.R. R. Foreman. What? I know. Then in 1988, Warner Chapel Music dropped 25 million bucks to purchase the company that owned the copyright. The value of Happy Birthday was estimated at $5 million. Warner claimed that the United States copyright would not expire until 2030 and said that anyone performing an unauthorized public performance of Happy Birthday owes them royalties. You may recall in the uh, early 2000s, if you went to a restaurant and it was somebody's birthday and they brought out a uh, cupcake or a ice cream with a candle on top, they couldn't sing Happy Birthday. They were singing some uh, bogus version <laughs> they made up. 
That's because if they had sung the original version of Happy Birthday to You, it would have been a public performance and they'd have to pay royalties. Forget that. Well, the American copyright status of Happy Birthday to You began to draw more attention, and in September of 2015, a federal judge declared that Warner Chapel copyright claim was invalid, ruling that the copyright registration applied only to a specific piano arrangement of the song and not to its lyrics or melody. A lot of applause in this episode. In 2016, the court declared that Happy Birthday to You was in public domain and free to use. In the European Union, the copyright for the song expired on January 1st of 2017. So feel free to sing that in public wherever you want. You're not going to have to pay royalties. (laughs) By now, you're probably asking yourself, hey, Doug, you mentioned this. When are we going to get to it? How do some other countries celebrate birthdays? Well... In Australia, and because of its warm weather, most birthday parties are outdoor barbecues. Australians celebrate with cake and candles and balloons and more. The best part, children eat a special treat called fairy bread, which is a thick slice of white bread, not toasted, slathered in butter and then covered with candy sprinkles and cut into pizza-style triangles to eat. Well, that sounds like fun, and... I'm not sure if the following is true or not, but my research says it is. Sprinkles are called hundreds of thousands in Australia. If it's true, hey, Australia, sprinkles is a lot shorter. (laughs) In Brazil, if you're the birthday boy or girl, then be prepared for some sore earlobes. It seems it's some sort of tradition for family, friends, and even strangers to pull at the ears of the birthday kid. (laughs) To make matters worse, the kids get tugged for each year. (laughs) The idea behind the custom is to wish that the child lives so long that their ears touch the ground. Lordy, if my ears are touching the ground, what's the point in living? (laughs) Jamaica has a tradition that started out decades ago as a school day prank and has become a huge birthday tradition throughout the Caribbean. As the birthday boy or girl goes through the day, there's party cake, music, and games, and at least one surprise. You see, the birthday child gets a dusting of flour from head to toe. (laughs) A dusting of flour, head to toe. Sometimes the lucky kid is floured several times in a day. (laughs) Now that's some luck right there. (laughs) In Nepal, and yes, there are listeners of this show in Nepal, children's birthdays are more low-key than those in other cultures. But one tradition is fun, if a little messy. It's considered good luck for the birthday boy or girl to have brightly colored rice yogurt smeared on their forehead (laughs) for the birthday celebration. There may be cake, there may be gifts, but there's almost always colorful sticky yogurt on your head. (laughs) Mexican children celebrate their birthdays with the fiesta, food treats, songs, And the highlight of the birthday party is, of course, the candy-filled piñata. Now, if you're not familiar with what a piñata is, it's a large, um, let's say, papier-mâché of sorts, either animal or symbol or something, a star, and it's filled with candy or treats. The children are blindfolded, and they swing bats or sticks at the piñata until it breaks open and all the treats spill off for everybody to enjoy. And by enjoy, I mean diving at the ground, trying to grab as much as you can. (laughs) 
An extra special birthday is for girls in Mexico and throughout actually Latin America for that matter. It's the 15th birthday. It's celebrated by the traditional quinceanera, which marks a girl's transition to womanhood. In Denmark, a Danish flag is flown outside the birthday child's house. Parents and family members tiptoe. <laughs> this is not going to end well. Parents and family members tiptoe into the child's room when they are asleep and they place gifts all around the child's bed. The lucky boy or girl then wake up to a birthday bonanza. <laughs> the Danish birthday child also gets a special birthday cake, a cake man or cake lady. And the proper way to eat this is to, oh lordy, chop off the head first and eat it. <laughs> Chinese birthday celebrations can also be big events. The biggest birthday gala for a Chinese child happens at age one. Relatives and friends bring armfuls of small treasures to spread near the baby, like a pen or coins or flowers, a book, and so forth. Whatever the baby grabs first is supposed to mark what he or she will be drawn to later in life. In India, birthdays are spiritual as well as secular celebrations. Indian children start their birthdays by visiting a shrine with their parents for blessings for the year ahead. That's followed by a party of food, desserts, and dancing, and gifts of new clothes and accessories like bracelets that they can wear to school the next day. In the Netherlands, birthday party guests greet the birthday boy or girl with the phrase, Oh Christ, I should have read this in advance. <laughs> I apologize. Oh, man. Meaning congratulations and a series of alternating cheek kisses. After a meal and cake, the guests sing traditional happy birthday song. Then a few people shout, He bearded beep. I bearded peep. I am so, I apologize immensely to the Netherlands for sounding like the Swedish chef, <laughs> but I've tried my best. Uh, anyway, they shout that, and the rest of the crowd responds, Hurrah! <laughs> I'm going to get letters from the Netherlands. Holy lordy. And lastly, Canada. To my friends of the North, depending on how vindictive a Canadian's family and friends are, the birthday bumps can be a dreaded ritual or a gentle joke. Here's how the tradition works. The guest of honor lays on their back and partygoers grab them by the arms and legs. They lift the guests in the air and then lower the birthday person to the ground until their bum lightly bumps against it. <laughs> I can imagine there are a few parties got a little out of control. <laughs> lift them up and then drop them. Anyway, alternatively, Guest grabs the birthday person by the shoulders and bumps them on the backside with one knee <laughs> up to the number of corresponding with the person's age, plus an extra bump for good luck. <laughs> God. So there's some celebrations around the world. <laughs> Makes my, my light lunch and a walk uh, for my birthday party pretty tame. And with that, we're going to close out episode 127, you know, the birthday edition. Whenever your birthday is, however you celebrate, enjoy. And to everybody else born on October 4th or the 6th when you're listening to this, happy birthday. That's going to close it out. But first, what have we learned? Well, we learned that the uh, birthday candles and the cake go back to trying to emulate the moonshine. <laughs> and we learned if you sang happy birthday outside, you owed Warner Chapel some money. 
and we learned that birthday celebrations around the world include being dusted with flour, yogurt smeared in your forehead, your earlobes being pulled, you're chopping off the head of a cake man, and you're being dropped on your fanny by your friends. <laughs> Happy birthday, everybody, and I'll talk to you next time on 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye. Show's over. Time for more cake. Hi, it's me again, Doug. I want to take up a couple more seconds of your time just to remind you, if you want to stay informed of when uh, the next podcast is posted, all you need to do is sign up at uh, on that Instagram machine. It's at 20MYNGB, 20MYNGB, and that means 20 minutes you'll never get back. Uh, if you sign up there, you'll uh, always see when the next podcast is uploaded. And if you want to leave some comments, by all means, please do go to the website at 20minutespodcast.com. So it's 20minutespodcast.com. And uh, you can uh, leave your comments there. It also tells you how you can be an announcer for the show. So take, take a look at those two things if you'd like and stay informed. And all, as always, thank you very much for listening to uh, 20 Minutes You'll Never Get Back. Bye-bye.